in there. Um, tonight, I got a far away guest. Well, he's not really far away. Uh, all the way from Alabama, I believe. Uh, uh, his name is Kerry Holt, and his problem, he has a problem. He's a Roll Ties fan. He's a Bama fan. So, <laughs> so we are going to talk with him tonight on some issues, uh, sports, race, and some other things that have gone on in his life that has put him on a path to, uh, on a good journey. You know, we all have our ups and downs and, you know, we go through trials and tribulations. So um, I'm friends with him on Facebook through the sports group. And um, he has quite, quite the interesting story. Well, it's not a story, it's a real life thing. So um, I'm gonna turn the mic over to him and hopefully everybody can hear him well. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself there, Mr. Carey. Well, hey, Greg. Uh, actually, uh, my name my name is Kerry Holt. Uh, I'm from Alabama. I currently live in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh. Um, so you know, um, roll tide. <laughs> and um, so I, I guess you know, I kind of thought about you know what I wanted to say uh, when you invited me on, and uh, you know, I, there's there's no particular you know. Uh, thing you know, I, I guess I'm gonna go with. I, I guess I just go with the flow. And 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 and, and one of the things I want to say, man, is uh, along my journey, of course, you know, uh, I became addicted to crack cocaine for about four years. Uh, that was a little bit over nine years ago, going on ten years. Um, currently, um, I'm, I work for the VA uh, up in Louisville. Um, really good job. So uh, I was one of the fortunate ones uh, that was able to bounce back and, you know, be a productive member of society again. But uh, I guess I kind of want to talk about, you know, how we judge people who are addicted and right. you, know, some, you know what we expect from them and, you know, uh, sometimes how we can be the problem ourselves right so first of all did i get your did i say carry hold or did i say somebody else's name no you said it right oh you okay okay the name on the, on the radio man. oh okay okay um yes that's you know i wanted you i like i said i saw you um put this out on facebook and that takes a lot a lot of courage and you know just it's it's awesome to see somebody put it out there to to basically, you know, to show where you came from and how you can overcome things uh, in a certain certain light. So we had a discussion earlier today before we actually did this podcast, and that's where I really want you to share with the people, the listening or listening audience out there, of how it started and the the ongoing process of it. Sure, man. So and before I do, I, I just want to say, you know, also, man, this. You always want to be careful about how you judge others and how you talk about others. And, and the reason I say that is this. Uh, before I even tried track for the first time, man, I used to see other people 
smoking it or people that I knew smoked it didn't have nothing and was just, you know, kind of like on the, on the, on the, on the lower rung of life, man. And I would talk about it. Right. And I would talk bad about it. You got to be a stupid MF to, you know, to, to, to smoke something that you already see taking other people down through there, killing other people. Right. You know, I'm me, I'm calling people out of their names and this <laughs> and that, man, and laughing at them and talking about the shoes and how they dress and the whole nine. And look at here. Here I go. So I, I just always say, man, be really careful of, 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 of judging others, man. Not just, you know, with that, you know, with everything, but especially with that, man. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something, man. There's nobody on that crap, man, that wants to be on it. Okay. So, so you know. Right. Uh, so, but if you have any, you know, if you, if you want me to go, I'll just go ahead from the beginning, man. And, you know, I'll, 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 I'll try and keep it, you know, as brief as I can. I'll go from kind of beginning to end and. You know, and, and I always do, I always talk about the situation, man, not only for those who are going through it, mm-hmm. I kind of like to talk about it, man, because it gives the family members who who, who may have somebody dealing with it, man, it, it kind of lets them know, you know, where that, that person's coming from. It kind of gives them an idea of, of, of the mind frame of, you know, what that person may be dealing with. Mm-hmm. So, you know... That's a big part of it as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, um, like I said, hey, the floor is yours, and um, um, if, wherever you want to start at, you know, go ahead okay. and, like I said, if we can just help one person, and and that's good. That's that's good. Okay. So, you know, I'm 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 from small town Alabama, man, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm a military guy, so right. I was home in like 1986 on so military. And uh, I was gone for quite some time. Uh, Talladega is a really small place. So I actually joined the military to get away from it. Okay. And uh, I had been going about mm, 20 years or close to it. And um, my mom, I talked to her one day, man. And she said, son, you know, you've been gone for such a long time. You know, I miss you. I'm getting older. She wasn't but in her 50s. But, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm getting older. You know, won't you think about moving back home? So, you know, I thought about it and I thought about it and I'm like, nah, that's what, you know, I tried to get away from and all that. So, you know, long story short, she kept after me and finally I said, you know, okay, I'm going to do it. So 2004, I moved back home um, and uh, I got a job at the the Honda plant making minivans. Okay. Uh, Honda. So, you know, everything was going good, man, you know, uh, making good money, but it's still Tyler Nothing to do, you know, after work, man. It's just nothing to do. So um, what happened was, you know, I was doing a swing shift. You know, I would work 6 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. for two weeks, and then I would go from, I think, 3.30 to 1 in the morning or something like that for two weeks. So when I would work evenings, man, I, you know, I get off at 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. I go back, ride back home. You know, it's about 10 miles from the plant. There's nothing to do. Nobody's up, you know. Now, you know, I know there's there's one female that I kind of grew up with. Um, she lived in the projects. Okay. You know, but uh, I know she was up, you know, pretty late into the night, you know, and you know, I know she did her little thing, you know. She 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 smoked weed, but you know, she smoked weed with a little bit of crack in it. So you know, hey, that's your thing. That's your thing. So what I would do is I would stop by her house on, you know especially on payday, but pretty much every night, man, you know, and I go by at the time, I, you know, I would drink beer, smoke weed myself. Okay. But, right. you know, I, I wasn't smoking weed with crack, but I was smoking weed. So she would do her thing. 
I do my thing, you know, drink beer, smoke weed. She smoke her little lace joints, and I go home. So after a little while, man, probably a couple of months of doing this, you know, I, I, curiosity got the best of me. Right, like most and, of us. Uh, I, I asked her, man. I said, uh, you know, let me let me let me taste that, man. Let me let me see what the big deal is about this stuff. So she passed it to me, man. I hit it, and I'm like, oh man, that's good. I like that. I like the way it tastes. You know, I like the way it's straight to the brain. Oh, that's pretty good. So after that, man, you know, every time I would go by a house, now I, you know, I ain't want to smoke no plain weed no more. You know, <laughs> right now I go by, I'm, you know, I, I get, you know. Call the guy up, man. Get us something. You know, we smoking now. We smoking. Everything is, is is laced with you know weed laced with crack. Okay. You know, so this goes on for a while, man. And uh, I can tell I'm getting addicted to it because I'm spending a lot more money. Uh, I'm staying longer when I go visit her. You know what I'm saying? And once we run out, I'm always calling back, calling back. You know, let's get a little bit more. You know. So one night, man, I go by. You know, and us. Uh, we done our thing. We smoked and you know drank a little bit. So it's early in the morning, like maybe three in the morning. So at this point, man, I'm liking it so much. I'm selfish with it. Okay. So wow. Up a notch. I'm thinking to myself, I'm not gonna let let her smoke everything I got with me. I'm gonna take some with me, smoke it by myself. Okay. So I leave her house, man, and you know I'm walking, you know, out of the projects, and I'm gonna walk to my mom's house. So I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I really don't want to take this home with me because if I do, you know, it's going to be on my mind all night that I got it. And, you know, I'm going to be thinking about it. So, you know what? I'm going to try to smoke it before I go home. So this night, man, as I'm walking out of the project, there's only one other person out in the project, you know, out in the street that late. Right. Now, I know this guy to smoke himself. Okay, and he was smoking, you know, whether it be in weed papers or whether it be crack pipe, he, you know, he didn't care. So I'm taking a chance. I'm thinking, hey, man, you know, and I asked him, I said, hey, you, you got anything I can roll this, this joint up with, man, you know, to smoke it before I go home. And he said, no, nah, Carrie, I ain't got nothing, man, that, you know, you can roll it up with. He said, you know, I got a pipe, though. You know, we call it a stem. Right. Okay. I said, I said, well, no, man. I said, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't do the stem thing. I don't do the pipe thing. You know, I'm, I'm bigger than that. That's what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hey, oh, that's for you crackheads. Right. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Right. So I walk away, man. And, uh, something said, no, nah, man, go ahead and, and get the thing, man. Kill this little bitch you got and go on home. Okay. Just that simple. So I turn around, I say, man, you know, let me go and hit it, man. You know, I don't want to take it home with me. You know, let me, let me use your pipe. So he gives me the pipe, man. And I put it on there, Greg. I put the, you know, I put the crack on the pipe, man. And I, and I fired it up with the lighter. And that was it, man. Wow. You know, the drag. I mean, it's, I, I can't ex- explain it. Um, it's a feeling of euphoria, euphoria like no other, man. I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's amazing, you know, and uh, so at that point, after that night, man, you know, yeah, I was still going smoke a little bit of weed and crack, uh-huh. you know, laced up or whatever. But what I wanted now, man, was I wanted that stem. I wanted, wanted that, that stem. Pipe. What what what? Let me let me break for a second. So okay. after that first time that you did it on the pipe, mm-hmm. did you know? that 
possibly there was no turning back after that first high from that. Did you? I knew. I knew it was gonna be one hell of a fight, Greg. Okay. I guess you know what. If I had to answer it with, 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 with in one word, yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I knew without a doubt, man. You know, and uh, it was everything and more as far as what I thought it would be in a negative way. Right. I, I couldn't even imagine. I thought I knew what, what, what crack addicts went through. I thought I knew their lifestyle. I thought I knew how they suffered. I, I didn't know nothing, man. I was just beginning to know. Wow. You know, and, and, and at that point, man, you know, now it's everything I did while I was awake was uh, tied to getting high. Wow. You know, I, I, I was sitting, you know, I would get off work, man. Now I don't want to go to her house anymore uh-huh. because she doesn't smoke it like I smoke it. Okay. She's been doing it her way for years and she's still doing it that way. I want to go somewhere where I can get high and, you know, smoke it off the pipe. So I get off, man, at 3.30 on swing shifts when I would get off in the evenings, man. By 4 o'clock, 4.15, I'm in the crack house. And I'm in there till probably 5.30 the next morning. You know, it's time for me to get ready to go back to work. Really? In, in my same uniform that I had on when I left work the day before. Uh, high as the Georgia Pine. And, and, and here's the thing. Been in there, man, because if I still had a rock or two that I, you know, I didn't smoke yet. Guess what I'm doing on the way to work, man? Smoking. While I'm, while I'm driving. Wow. I'm blazing up. So I'm, I'm going to work to the time clock. To the time clock, man. Eyes the size of saucers. I know I stink. I know I smell like the crack house that I spent the whole night in. Right now, I got to make this whole day driving the forklift. So, when you left work and then you went to the crack house, mm-hmm. were you getting any type of sleep? No. Wow. None at all. Especially, you know, I got paid every Thursday. Now, if it was a Thursday or whatever, absolutely not. Well, any night, because the nights I didn't have money or I hadn't got paid, well, I'm still going to sit in the crack house all night hoping somebody share some of theirs with me. Wow. Right. So, no, man, you know, I would stay up in the crack house all night, smoke crack on the way to work, get to work. I mean, now I ain't smoking no more, so now everything's starting to come down. So I'm on the forklift. I got 18 wheelers to unload, you know, auto parts that are, haven't been assembled yet, mm-hmm. you know, crates and this. And so I got to do this for eight hours all day, man. Wow. You know, and, and, you know, I might get a nap or two for lunch or whatever, 30 minutes or whatever. But here's the thing, bro. I get off. I'm going to do it again. Doing it again. I still ain't going to sleep. So how was your performance at work? You know, still doing, getting it in, man. Still getting it in. That's all I, because work was all I had. Right. In that small town, man. And then here's the thing if I got fired for whatever, which eventually I did, then everybody's going to know. Wow. You know, so I, I, I can't lose my job. So I got to do what I, I was a functioning at. Okay. You know, I was doing what I was doing, man. But, you know, I was, I was still getting it done, man. Even when people found out and they knew, I was still, you know, I was functioning. Like I said, I'm driving, I'm smoking crack. 
on the way to work, man. My favorite time of year was the winter time because it, it, it you know, the sun came up later. So if, if I'm driving up the road at five six o'clock, it's still dark. Right. And all you see from my little truck, man, is the flame. And I'm rolling sixty miles an hour. It's so, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then you know, you you know, you there, man. You there every day of your life, holidays, whatever. It don't matter. You know, you there on Christmas Eve, man. You see the you see the moms come in. And, you know, they're addicted, and they got bicycles, PlayStations, clothes, whatever, that they've taken from underneath the Christmas tree, man. Now they come in to trade it in. You know, wow. now the kids, done, you know, the kids know they got gifts under the tree. Well, Grandma bought them because Mama, you know, she addicted. So Grandma bought them this, you know, that, and, and trusted Mama to put them under the tree. And she did it for as long as she could stand it. Right. Christmas Eve, she up in there pawn, you know, not pawn, because she ain't gonna never come and get it back. She in there selling her kids stuff for a dope, a tenth of what it's worth. So when the kids get up in tomorrow morning, it's Christmas Day, man. And you know what? Even if she could come up with the money to get them something, everything's closed. Oh. So, but she ain't interested in getting them nothing. It's gonna right. hit her later. I mean, no, it ain't gonna say hit her later, because the whole time she's smoking, she knows what she's doing. Right. She don't care. Wow. Oh my. She, I, you know what? I won't say she don't care. She cares. But the but thing is, she it, cares about that 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 mixture of baking soda and cocaine more than she'll ever care about that Christmas gift. Wow, man, that is just mind blowing, right? It it is. It it really is because, like you said, from our point of view, when we see it. You know, yeah, you know, of course, even on TV, you know, from different shows that, oh, he's a crackhead, just like uh, Ezel or something like that. You know, we right. just, that, that's just all we knew. And we would make fun of those people not knowing what they were really going through. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, you think about how much, you know, and I'm going to tell you, they don't not, it's not that they don't love, man, they still love their kids just as much as they did before they got addicted. But the addiction is so strong, man, that, you know, Man, I mean, you know, you know, the, the Christmas gifts just one thing, man. You know, this, you know, the stuff you see, man, where girls come up and they ain't got no money, but they got a money maker, right? So they don't want no money to keep the lights on or get the kids some shoes or pay for a school. They want money to smoke. Wow. And you know, you know, you can get it now, okay. You can get it in 10 minutes when I'm done here, you know, and it's over and over and over again, man. You know, it's just like the story of how, you know, when I was telling you earlier today, when I, when I quit, man, when I was able to quit, you know, how I went to the one house and the other two girls were there, uh-huh. you know, well, they were there hoping somebody like me would show up, you know, with some money or some dope and, you know, they could perform for a hit or two. For a hit. Now that was that. You know, I I, I don't want to. I don't want to jump to the part, but when you get to it, how it stopped. To me, that was amazing. So you know, I I don't want to ruin that, but you know, uh, you can continue with your story. But I, I'm just saying, you know, well, that I, part that you told me was just like wow. But there's a there's a two part to that, man, as far as, you know, how I stop, you know. But I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna go in between real quick as far as 
um, because I think that the, the middle of it is really important because that was the time I went to rehab. Uh-huh. And, you know, a lot of people are, you know, I hear it all the time, man. You need to go to rehab. You need to go to rehab. You need to go to rehab, man. I'm going to tell you something, man. Unless a person is tired, rehab ain't nothing but uh, a stop along the way to make you want it more. And I'll tell you why I say that. So, you know, I'm two years in now. You okay. know what I mean? Or so, maybe a couple of years in. You know, I'm, I'm full-fledged now. Family sees it. Everybody sees it, man. You know, um, boys coming up, you know, the whole town, small town. Right. So, you know, I promise everybody, I say, you know, my, my close, my family and my close friends, you know what, I'm going to go to rehab, man. I'm, I'm going to try to kick this thing. You know, work's going to send me. You know, I went to them and I told them the real. They're going to send me and try to. Okay. So, I know I got rehab starting Sunday. Okay, mm-hmm. so I wake up Sunday morning, man. Somehow, somebody I know how it was. Somebody gave me some money, man, to buy some uh hygiene stuff and underwear and all that stuff for rehab. I think I had about 200 and some dollars in my pocket. So I wake up Sunday morning, man. I got 200 and some dollars in my pocket. I know I'm going to rehab tonight, so guess what? I'm gonna do all day. I'm gonna smoke. smoke. So, you know. Behind the projects where old girl lived, what I that I mentioned earlier, man, was some railroad tracks. And I grew up in these projects, so I, you know, I know all about the railroad tracks. So, and the dope, well, there was a dope house right by the projects, uh, by the railroad tracks. So, uh-huh. man, I I started that Sunday morning, man. I go get thirty, forty dollars worth at a time. So all day, Greg, I sit on those railroad tracks, man. Nobody could see me. I could see them before they would ever see me, so I could, you know, play it off. Mm-hmm. So I sit there, man. I smoke all day, man. Crack rock after crack rock after crack rock. I'm telling you, man, I smoke so much at during at periods, man, where I would actually throw up. Wow. And as soon as I was throw up, and I had a chance to wipe my lips, I hit it again. You know, heart beating 100 miles an hour. I'm thinking, man, if I hit this thing one more time while my heart's beating like this, I'll mess around and have a heart attack okay. down this railroad track, this small-ass town. Now my mom got to hear about this every day for the rest of her life, blah, blah, blah. You know what I would do? I hit it again. Hit it again. Damn death. So I sit there all day, man, all day. So finally it starts to, the dark starts to fall. So I know the, the person that's taking me to rehab, I know she's going to meet me at my mom's house soon. So I start walking towards my mom's house. I really don't want to go now. You know, mm-hmm. I want to get high some more. So, you know, I ain't really got a whole lot of more money. So I'm going to go ahead and go. I promised my mom I would, so I'm going to go. So I meet her at my mom's house. So we get in the car, man. We take off. I'm going to tell you how addicted I was, man, how bad I you always want one more hit. So as we're leaving, man, Tyler Digger to go to Birmingham, I tell her a lie. I said, uh, hey, can you stop by the dope man house? I want to pay him. I got a debt to him, and I don't want him going to my mom's house while I'm at rehab. Right. All the while thinking if she takes me there and I go in, I'm going to hit me one while I'm in there, come back out, get in the car, and then I'm going to go ahead and go. But I got to hit me one more. So, she stops, we pull up at the dope house, and remind you, it's right outside the projects. So now it's dark. So I get out the car, I look back toward the projects, there's a car coming down the street. Only car on the street. I'm thinking, I'm going to let this car pass, and then I'll go on into the dope house. 
I need to see who it is first, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So the car, gets, the car gets closer, gets right up on me. It's a police car. So I tell myself, that's a sign for your ass, man. Take your butt to rehab. Right. So once the police car passes by, I jump in the car with her. I said, let's go. She was like, oh, I thought you had to pay him. I was like, nah, let's go. So we drive about 45 minutes. We get to Birmingham. They sold beer on Sunday. So I had to stop, man. I'll never forget. I got a six-pack of tall can ice house. We had 15 more minutes to go to the rehab center. Before we got there, man, I had drunk all six of them. Wow. So, so here's the here's the thing. The next five minutes are going to tell you why I say if the person ain't ready for rehab, you're wasting your time and money. So I get to rehab. It's called the Bradford Center. The person who takes me, they can't go in. No big deal. I give them a hug. They take off. I go in to check in. So I'm sitting there with the lady, you know, she's going over my paperwork and all this, man. And she says, excuse me, I got to step out for a minute. I'll be right back. I said, okay. So she leaves out. And uh, so I'm sitting there, man. I know I'm looking like pretty shiggity. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm rubbing my, I got one of my legs open on top of the other, got my legs crossed. So I'm rubbing my leg, right? And I mess around, I rub my sock. Uh-huh. And I felt, and I felt the bump. And I'm like, holy, you know what? Right. And I looked just to confirm what I knew. And there it was. I got a crack rock in my sock at rehab. Now, a smart, a thinking adult would have said, you know what? Let me get rid of this. If I got to smash it in the carpet, if I got to do whatever, dunk it in there. Let me do Not me. I'm thinking I'm going to find a way to smoke this in rehab. So I keep it in my side. They put me in detox. A few days later, I go out with some other guys. You know, now we're in a group setting or whatever. For about four days, they won't let us do nothing but, you know, be in the books. Right. So about a week into it, they said, hey, uh, we're going to let you guys have recreation time. You know, you can go outside. You can shoot basketball, play volleyball. Or we have a creek that has a walking trail along it. You can walk the walking trail if you want to. And I'm thinking, that's where we go. Right. There's that's so, your spot. When we go outside, right? This one guy had come become pretty cool with, so I bought him a cigarette from him. So I tell him, you know, I shoot ball for a minute, man, as long as I can stand it because I'm really fiending and I'm just trying to play this stuff off, trying to get to that walking trail. So finally I kind of ease on off to the walking trail, man. I, I take a the cigarette, I take a little bit of tobacco off the end of it. I put the crack rock in it and I fired up in rehab. Wow. I'm in rehab, smoking crack. Smoking crack. So, I stay about another week and a half. I go home, man, to my mom's house, fresh out of rehab. I get out of the car from the person who, who dropped me off. I go sit on my mom's porch and 20, 25 minutes later, I'm smoking crack again. Now, I ain't have no money or nothing when I got home from rehab. All I did was sit on the porch. Five minutes after I got dropped off, man, I ain't called nobody or nothing. Uh-huh. I a couple of my buddies pull up. Hey, man, you know, man, let's go get high. You know, let's go smoke something. Ain't got no money, man. We got you. Oh. Uh. Oh. Uh, come on, man. 
<laughs> wow. When people talk about rehab, okay, it helps people. I get it. Right. But forced rehab or to, that it's not it's it's not what it is, huh? You gotta have it on your heart, man. Right. Okay. And, and, I I'm gonna have to put I'm gonna have to put it on pause because we're right at 28 minutes and this is a 30 minute segment, so it's a good time okay. to take a break. Um, stay on the line and then we can start the recording recording again because this this is definitely just part one and people who are listening, part two is coming. I promise you because this is this is. Can we so, ask some people listening, man. Yeah. Well, you know, once I once I I'm put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody might be outside my room listening. So. Right. You know, my wife probably <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna put this on pause and uh we'll we'll start the next session. Okay, man. All right, hold on, Carrie. Okay. <laughs> 